power. What is power? True power, authentic power. When people think of power, most of the times they question, is it given or is it taken? When I have power, can I have power within myself or do I need others to exercise and exemplify that power? Power is defined as the possession of control, authority, and influence over others. In tonight's episode, we are going to unpack what power is to me. I'm going to challenge what it means to you. And we're also going to cover the famous book, 48 Laws of Power. Stay tuned. guys welcome back to my show sentimental value podcast you are now tuned in with your host sincerely Sadrina. and tonight's episode is a really good one i know i always say that it's good but this time is actually great because we are covering the 48 laws of power okay i know a lot of people really everyone has heard of this book but you would be surprised how many people have never read it When people hear 48 Laws of Power, a lot of the times it polarizes people. Some people know the book to be an asset and a great help, and others look at it as a divisive tool, um, manipulation, a little bit of coercion. Um, You know, I believe it's not what you do, it's how you do it. I truly believe as someone who has read the 48 Laws of Power a few times in a few different stages in my life, everything is not going to be applicable for everyone. I like to at least know everything so I can pick and choose what works for me. So in tonight's episode, I want to go over this book because a lot of people that don't have the time to sit and read this huge book, if you are a fan of Robert Greene, like I am, you know that he is not doing a little short workbook, okay? You're going to have to do some work to deep dive into his literature, but it is a really, really good read. I know a lot of people see this book on social media a lot on TikTok and Instagram reels. People go over the summary of the book or they cover their favorite laws. And I almost shortened the book for you and just covered a few of my favorite laws. But I said, hey, let's do all 48 right now. I'm not going to deep dive into all 48. My producer is looking like we don't have the time, but, um, we're going to at least go over each one. I'm going to list it. And then I'm just going to deep dive into the ones that I think are really, really good. Um, the ones that have been good to me and things that I just overall think can lead you to greatness in various situations. Okay. This book can be used personally, It can be used professionally. It could be used for your now. It can help you understand what happened years ago and foresee what is yet to come in your future and how to attack different things and people, if that makes sense. So, you know, we always do a good quote here, you guys. So the quote, I picked two. The first quote is from William Gaddis, and it reads, power doesn't corrupt people. People corrupt power. I picked this quote because last night 
I attended an event by Oasis. They are a company that basically educates people and allows them to partake in a property financial portfolio of you acquiring property, investing in property, flipping property, and overall helping um, black impoverished communities. It was hosted by Revolt TV, which we all know is Diddy's channel. You know, is it is now what BET used to be, right, for black entertainment television. And I believe the biggest thing for black people and us as a culture when it comes down to whatever the system and structure is so if it's entertainment if it's education if it is um land and property and finances health care we rarely get access to these particular structures however even when we get access we never get the power in those spaces and those places and it's very rare we see our faces there but it's also rare that we see our face in a position that allows us to put other faces that look like us in those type of situations so with that event last night you know they had G Herbo there which you know G Herbo is a famous rapper from Chicago however he's also a philanthropist himself he opened up a school here in Chicago so that is huge um the owners of earn your leisure Assets Over Liabilities podcast, which is a really, really good podcast. I would suggest that you check them out as well. And um, the one and the only, I believe that's what everyone came there for last night, 19 Keys, okay? All of these people and these um, organizations that I listed, please check them out because I'm going to be totally transparent. Last night, sitting in that room and having conversations about culture and about mentality and about power and about access and all of these different things, it's one thing to have a conversation and it's another thing to take action. And I believe that is the missing piece within us as a people and us not getting the power that we feel like should be given to us and us not being able to take control or take back the power that we want had okay so last night I'm sitting there and I'm like wow this is the first time in a long time that I felt powerful authentically internally a lot of people look at power like power is how you control other people power has to do with what you do to other people or around other people when yes it could be that but as the quote says power doesn't corrupt people people corrupt the power power is not a bad thing and I wanted to cover this book because a lot of people look at this book like oh you know you're you're psychotic or narcissistic if you like this book or this book is manipulative I believe anything could be manipulative depending on who who's the manipulator what they're trying to get out of it um their intention right I believe the person that has the most power is the person that never displays it never displays it right you can be someone that has a lot of this and a lot of this real hard body very loud very out there and you are not the powerful person the saying that the the loudest person in the room is normally the brokers or the least influential that's a true thing power has control okay I always like to say meekness is not weakness meekness is having the power and having it under control okay the second quote is from Abraham Lincoln, and it says, if you want to test a man's character, you give him power. That goes back to power doesn't corrupt the people. The people corrupt the power. What do you do when you get a little piece of power? 
whether that's in your relationship, whether that's at your job, within your friendship. What do you do when you get sovereign control over a situation? You are the ruler and, and you reign over this particular place, space, or person. What do you do with that? Because that doesn't speak to the totality of if power is good or bad. It speaks to the essence of if you're good or bad. Think about that, okay? So as we get into this book, I would suggest that if you are listening, I know everyone doesn't watch on YouTube, but if you are watching on YouTube and you haven't subscribed yet, I would suggest that you do that. You don't want to miss out on these episodes, okay? But if you are more of an audio person instead of a visual person, and you are listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or RSS, I would suggest that if you are near a piece of paper, I know you probably have your phone in your hand, um, I would open up notes and I would write down whatever laws stick out to you and revisit them. Revisit them. Even if you don't understand why a particular law made you feel away, good, bad, or indifferent, I would challenge that. Don't don't just lean into the laws that you like and you feel comfortable with, the ones that you know, the ones that make sense. Maybe the ones where you're like, oh, I don't like how that sounded. Why would someone use that? Or why? I would write it down and revisit it later. Like I said, everything isn't for everyone, just like everything isn't for a particular time or space, but it might be applicable later. So just put it in your back pocket, okay? So again, 48 Laws of Power, Author is Robert Greene. If you did not know, this book was banned in prisons. And let me allow this all to connect, okay? So when I was looking for the book that I was going to choose next, shout out to the followers and the subscribers and the listeners that have checked out previous episodes. A lot of you really enjoyed The Four Agreements, and I'm so glad that you did. I hope that anyone that really read 101 Essays That Changed My Life, um, sees a change in their life as well. Um, but 48 Laws of Power, I wanted to pick this one because again, sitting in that event last night and really feeling powerful. I've been on jobs and I've, I've been in situations and scenarios where I had power um, and I was knowledgeable of that, whether I utilized it or exercised it or not. I've been in situations where I've been under the power and control and authority of other people, whether they did right by me or not. However, when I was sitting there last night and talking about black power, right, black power and mental power, emotional power, like we're not talking about the physical realm anymore, right? Like now we're going a little bit deeper. When I picked back up this book this morning, and literally I chose this book this morning, I was thinking about it last night, but I was still on edge. When I picked it up this morning, I said, well, let me see the climate of how people are receiving the book right now, because I remember this book goes back. This is not a new age book. Um, I spoke to someone today and they're in their, I believe, 40s, maybe 30s, or late 30s, early 40s. They said they remember watching the Oprah Winfrey show and Robert Greene was on an episode talking about this very book. The Oprah show has been gone for, I think. About a decade, I'm looking at my producer. How I think Oprah has been gone. I think her show has been out of Chicago and done for about a decade now. Um, I first heard about 48 Laws of Power. Honestly, 
I was introduced to Robert Greene as an author. In 2018, I read the book Mastery for my master's program for public relations. And in the research of the book, I saw that he had partnered up with 50 Cent to do a book. And we all know 50 Cent's favorite, um, very popular show and our favorite show, Power. And that's when I first learned about The 48 Laws of Power was another book, a very popularized book from Robert Greene. And I saw it a lot on social media where people were covering and recapping the book. And even at that time, a lot of people were kind of in limbo about if they really liked it and people should use it or if it really was something that shouldn't be used because it's bad, which that's a separate conversation of what's good and what's bad. Right. Um, But with this book, when I looked on TikTok this morning to see what are other people saying about 48 Laws of Power. Literally every video that I came across mentioned that this book had been banned in prisons. And that really stuck out to me because we all are very aware. And what I want to do here is I want to take us out of our feelings, right? And let's look at the facts, right? We know that mass incarceration, amongst other things, was an actual thing against the black community, right? So we know the population of a lot of Private prisons are occupied mostly by black men, black and brown men, but especially black men. Okay, when you think about if you talk to anyone that has served time, they will tell you the best way to get over that time is to read. They deep dive in the library. They look at law books and they look at books like this. And when I was looking on social media, a lot of the social media influencers that covered this book that were not black and brown, but they were just covering the book and how it is applicable to everyday life. When they mentioned that the book was banned from prisons because the prisoners learned the tactics and then started to use it against the guards, it was very mind blowing to me because I know that probably wasn't the intention. Robert Greene didn't sit down and write a book and say, I'm going to give prisoners, you know, a way to kind of rise up. But I believe the book does exactly what it says. It teaches you the laws of power and every law. Again, you don't have to use, but every law can be used in different ways. And it's how you use them. And it's the tactics in which you have. And everyone has a tactic. Everyone has a strategy, whether that's to do good or to do bad. Okay, so with that being said, we're going to deep dive right into the first law. Okay, first law is never outshine the master. I really like this law because this is something that I had to learn early on, fresh out of college in corporate America, showing up, trying to either be your boss or be better than your boss. Even if your intention isn't to self-exalt yourself, but to kind of prove yourself or your worth, it will actually create more enemies and opposition than it will help you. Okay. So your best bet to gain more power is to never outshine your master, make them feel like they know it all even if they know nothing make them feel like they're very great at what they do even though they're barely good at it because then it will allow them to feel comfortable around you which will allow them to give you a little bit more power than you already have and it will allow them to give you a little bit of the power that they have and hopefully your boss or your superior is a good person but if they aren't sometimes you have to Play the game, if that makes sense. Number two, never put too much trust in friends. Learn how to use your enemies. Now, 
this was a really good one because when I first read this book a couple of years ago, I literally put it back down because that to me was a little divisive to say like, okay, well, I, I shouldn't trust my friends, but I should trust my enemies. That is a real statement. And let me tell you why. Think about it outside of the personal emotion of, well, they're my friend. I should trust them. And this person is my enemy. I shouldn't trust them. No, it's about to get true power, right? To do powerful things. Some of the time and most of the time, you're going to have to work with people that you don't like and that don't like you. And you guys are going to have to learn how to utilize one another. Okay. And then you also have to understand there is a thin line that a lot of our friends and even our family cross. Okay. Whether we realize it or not, or they teeter totter back on it with the comfortability of that. We do like them and that we do trust them. So it allows people that are the closest to us to hurt us. It happens all the time. Law number three, conceal your intentions. My favorite thing to say is never let your right hand know what your left hand is doing. You don't need to tell everyone everything. Conceal your intentions. Whatever you have intent or motive or determination to do, you have an aspiration, you have a plan, you have a tactic. Don't tell someone because the moment one, the moment that you verbalize and you vocalize it, sometimes you can curse it. Sometimes if it hasn't came into fruition yet, it hasn't fully manifested. If you verbalize it, you kind of get ahead of it and you cut off your nose to spite your face. However, if you conceal your intentions, for example, when I started, I always talked about doing a podcast, but it was just talk when it was time for me to put action behind getting my podcast together. I didn't really tell anyone and it wasn't intentional. Right. But then I also didn't want those that didn't mean me well to have an avenue to attack something that is so important to me. But then it also allowed me to have shock value as well. Um, law number four, always say less than necessary. You talk too much <laughs> like, and I'm talking, I'm talking to you. Okay, because that is a conversation that I had to have with myself. Stop telling everyone everything. Stop saying things before they happen. Stop telling everyone what's going on. The less you say, the more mysterious you come across, the more interest people have in you. It's it sparks their curiosity it piques someone's interest when they don't know everything keep it vague that's how you get power and control you keep it vague if you just show all of your cards then you're the weakest player at the table like it's the person that other people don't know what you have and it sparks the interest now this person has control Law number five, so much depends on reputation guarded with your life perception unfortunately right now is reality okay what people perceive of you like they say a first impression is a lasting impression right now with social media and these devices and we are leaving a technological footprint so whatever goes out online it precedes you when you actually show up in the physical form and you walk in the rooms and people get you on the phone. So what people know about you and they couldn't really not know anything, but what people think about you is 
everything. Some of the most powerful people, celebrities, um, dynasty families, they have a close relationship with media and entertainment and technology because they're able to push a particular narrative that whether people like it or not, people agree with it or not, people have to kind of go with it because they come across reputable. You know, it, it, uh, politicians do this a lot as well. Sixth law is court attention at all costs. Going back to technology, if you have a business idea or you have a business that you want to scale and take to the next, you know, level, exposure is everything. Attention, publicity, that is a big thing. People pay for that. Right now with these phones and computers, we have it right as an access in our hands. That means we have the power. You have the power with this. So court the attention, right? If I want people to listen to my podcast, I have to put out the podcast. If I want people to follow the social media handles and engage and become a part of the community, I have to put something out that grabs people's attention and I have to keep things out that keep their attention as well. The seventh law is get others to do the work for you but always take the credit. Now, again, this is a law that doesn't sound so good, but it happens every day. Let's look at some of the most powerful Fortune 500 companies. We know that when we read a business article or we watch the news and it says such and such company made 2.3 trillion or this CEO was successful in doing this. No, it's the lower level people. It's the people that are actually in the field and doing the work and the laborers. Those are the people who actually met the goal and exceeded the goal, but they don't get the credit. They barely get the payment. Like they get paid pennies on the dollar, but you have to understand that powerful people are always going to get other people to do the work for them. It's another book that I love. Um, I want to say it's called Habits of a Millionaire or Millionaire Success Habits. It's really, 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 really good. But it discusses that to where if you want to be a millionaire, you don't have time to keep going and doing odd jobs. Instead of you taking two hours to mow your lawn, you can pay someone $50 to mow your lawn. And then you can use those two hours to maybe make $5,000. You have to scale it in a different way. So most powerful people are going to get someone else to do it. What What's the trending sound on TikTok? Mm -mm, get somebody else to do it. That's the energy and the vibe you need to have if you want to be powerful. Now, if you want to take credit for some work you haven't done, that's that's up to you. But again, every law doesn't have to be 100 percent you, but just take it as what it is. Um, law number seven, law number eight, excuse me, law number eight, make other people come to you. Use bait if necessary. Always attract, never seek. You always want people to come to you. You want to have an energy and an aura that makes people come to you. Powerful people don't go out. No, powerful people bring people in. Think about that. Um, law number nine, win through actions, never through arguments. Win through action, never through arguments arguments. If you're doing all of this, you have already lost. A true victorious person is about that action. I always like to say, even in the midst of a debate or a confrontation, I tell people, raise your argument, not your voice, not your voice. Powerful people aren't going back and forth with people. Powerful people are just getting out there and they're doing it. 
They're doing it. They're not having those conversations and those debates. They're not going back and forth with people. That wastes time for them. Powerful people have places to be and people to see. They don't have time to keep going back and forth. So again, win through your actions, never through your arguments. Law number 10, avoid the unhappy and the unlucky. Avoid the unhappy and the unlucky. They are infectious. They are sick people. I know it sounds harsh, but hear me and hear me well. A lot of us are attached to and engaged and interacting with people that we are very knowledgeable, even if that person is not fully aware that they are unhappy and they are unlucky. And it sounds harsh because when people are going through things, we kind of want to step in it with them and we want to get in the fight. Every fight is not our fight. (laughs) Sometimes you have to allow people to go through their valleys because that's the only way they will get to their mountaintop. You cannot save everyone. And what will happen is you're happy, right? You're, You're lucky, you're blessed, and then you align with people who are unhappy and unlucky and unblessed, and I guarantee you, you will become two peas in a pod. Okay. Powerful people, powerful people are happy. Okay. I know people have this, they have this thought that powerful people are like mean and, and they yell a lot and they're real powerful. People are actually cool, calm and collective. Real powerful, again, is meekness, not weakness. Powerful people don't say much. They're, they're cool in it. They're just because they're all knowing, they have all the power. They're not stressed. Someone that is stressed and, and always negative and always that person has no power. They have nothing besides the nonsense that they have and they engage and they create. OK, so law number 10. I know that sounds harsh, but avoid the unlucky and the unhappy. OK, law number 11, learn to keep people dependent on you. Sounds harsh. However, The most powerful people are the people that it's not they are the only person that found power and has power. No, that they're an independent person that has learned to make others dependent on them. So I love to say, you know, and I know this is going to sound bad, but I need you to hear me with your head and not with your heart when I say this. Someone can love you all day. And, you know, that that may stick around, but someone that needs you, someone that truly needs you and that's dependent on you will forever, will forever be tied to you. And I know people don't like to be dependent on anyone. And again, this is a law that maybe it doesn't work for you. But think about it like this when it comes to the laws that you don't like and that you wouldn't use against someone. Think back to a moment that maybe you were the person that someone used that against. That's what I've learned to do. Like I said, a couple of years ago when I first picked up the book, I wasn't really trying to hear it. It was kind of like, I'm not really feeling that. But as I continue to live, as I continue to learn and look at things through a conscious mind and a different perspective, it's like, yeah, I would never exalt that type of power on someone. But no, this was a time when someone did that to me. And now that I am all knowing, and hopefully you will be at the end of this episode, you will be able to identify when someone says or does something that you're like, oh, that's law number 27. That's, you know, I wouldn't do it, but that's what they're doing. And then you know how to proceed with someone. Um, Law number 12, use selective honesty and generosity to disarm your victim. Um, The best thing to do when you're trying to connect with someone and, and 
get power and control over someone is to engage in a conversation and have selective honesty. So appear transparent and relatable and maybe tell something that really you know is not that important to you and someone couldn't use against you but reveal it to someone because then that opens the floodgates for them to become fully transparent and then they will tell you everything that you need to know and then you use that the way in which you want to okay um law 13 when asking for help appeals to people's self-interest never their mercy or gratitude this is one that I had to learn when I used to ask for help. I used to always say it in a way like, oh, my God, I need you. Please help me. I will be so grateful. I will be so. Th-. No one cares. <laughs> people only want to help people. They say people help people that help themselves. But I'm gonna go a step further. People help people that could also help them. That's just how it goes. That that is just how it goes. So if you want someone to help you on something, you need to position it in a way to that person where it is a benefit to them. Sounds vain, but we're human. We're just like that. Um, Law 14, pose as a friend, work as a spy. This isn't a law that I would personally use, but I have been a victim of it, okay? I've been around people that looked like they were my friend, sounded like they were my friend, maybe acted like they were my friend. But when it all came out and the veil came off, they were never my friend. They were just around to soak up energy, to get information, to kind of see what was going on. They were a spy. And it's not that they were a powerful spy. It was that I didn't understand the power that I had by choosing the people that were around me. So allowing myself to have all these different friends and associates and and company, I naively thought that these people were my friend when they were truly just spies trying to obtain more power or trying to just steal my power. Law 15, crush your enemies totally. I'm going to keep that short and sweet. When you even think of, let's not even go as far as war, right? Let's just think of a a sporting event. I'm not into sports, so I'm going to probably be a little off with this, but just, just bear with me. When I watch a football game or a basketball game, and it clearly is a sweep, I think that's the word, or like, you know, just whatever. To me, it's like, well, there's no way the other team is going to be able to come back with 20 or 30 points. Like, why don't they just end the game in the third quarter? Like, like why? No, you you finish it. You finish it. You finish it. So don't think like, oh, well, you know, my enemy, I have all the power. You know, I could just chill off. No. And it sounds harsh, but it's the truth. Annihilate it. Did it all the way. Go all the way through with it. Finish them. Isn't that the Mortal Kombat thing? Finish them. Like, that's how that goes. That is how you get the power and you keep the power. Law 16, use absence to increase respect and honor. Don't be everywhere doing everything with everyone. Okay, the price of something goes down when the availability is just everywhere. Okay, you want to increase your social value and your social stock. Stop going out as much. Stop having all these conversations with people. Make it hard for people to get in contact with you. Make it hard for people to catch up with you. I'm telling you, that's how you get the power. Everyone that's everywhere doing everything, they don't have any power. They're trying to find it, but that's how they're losing it by being everywhere, doing everything with everyone. Law 17, keep others in suspended terror, create an air of unpredictability, okay? Humans are creatures of habit. Once someone knows your routine, that gives them the power over you. Keep it, I like to say, keep them on their toes, 
You know, never let someone know what your next move is. Have some shock value. Do something out of the norm. Say something unexpected. That's what keeps you powerful because people don't know what's coming next. Law 18, do not build a fortress to protect yourself. Isolation is dangerous. I always say when people become hurt and harmed, especially by powerful people or people that they gave their power to, we build these walls as a way to block other people out, but we end up caging ourselves in. Okay. So do not build those fortresses and those walls and those boundaries and because all you're doing is caving yourself in. And then that isolation is dangerous. Okay. Law 19, know who you're dealing with. Do not offend the wrong person. We always know or hear about that scenario where someone is talking about someone to a particular person, but they don't even know the person that they're actually talking about is the person that they're talking to. It happens all the time. It happens all the time where someone's like, yeah, have you heard of such and such? And they, yeah, and this person is like this, and this person like this. And then come to find out it's that person. You were just talking crazy about your boss or about um, someone that you're supposed to work with, a colleague or a family, a long distant family member. It happens all the time. To be powerful is to know who you're dealing with so then you don't offend anyone unintentionally. Law 20, do not commit to anyone. I know it sounds harsh, but let me tell you something. When you pick a side, it doesn't allow you the power to play both sides. There's a lot of power in playing both sides. That's why a lot of people don't like people that play both sides. Because once you pick a side, you have to lose something. Versus if I keep both, it is greedy, right? And it is selfish, but I don't have to surrender anything, right? And then I don't have to lose something or I don't have to be under the control of power of something or someone else because I have the freedom and the will to do what I want to do when I want to do it. Law 21, play a fool to catch a fool. Okay, seem dumber than you actually are. I had to learn this. I like to say that I'm, you know, a highly intellectual woman, but I noticed that that was getting in my own way. I was missing my mark every time trying to show up and show off and and do all this crazier stuff. Delusion is a real thing and it actually gets you quite far. (laughs) And it sounds bad, but it's the truth. Even when you think about a corporate or professional setting, when you show up, don't show up with all ideas and telling people everything. No, just sit back and listen, see what everyone else comes up with. Right. Because people will underestimate you and everyone loves the underdog. Right. Everyone loves the person that no one thought, oh, they couldn't do this or they didn't know this. No, actually, I am. And actually, I do. Um, Law 22, use surrender as a tactic. Transform weakness into power. Something else that I had to learn. I am speaking to you, listener. As you are listening right now, if you are under attack, personally or professionally, and you are holding on to your ego and that pride where you don't want to throw in the towel, throw it in. Throw it in, throw it down, surrender. It's very rare as humans that we surrender. So when you do that, a lot of the times the powerful person gets taken off guard, like they're taken back by that. And actually by you surrendering and submitting, you are the person with the power. I know we hear about this a lot on social media, the conversation of gender roles and submission, but it is very true. And it's not just a gender thing with women. The person who is the submissive person is the person that is in control. 
because they are manipulating the person who thinks they are in power as, oh, I do whatever you say. And I, but really humans love to be in a position of power, even if they never use it. So the submissive comes across to the masculine person, a powerful person as, oh, well, you know, I'll do whatever you say. But really the person who is the powerful person loves that feeling that the submissive person gives them. So actually the submissive person is the person that's in power. So on the outside, it looks like the submissive person is the person who's trying to, or is giving the power to the other person, but really the person who has the power is the person who is ultimately submitting to the submissive. But that's deep. We'll get into that on another episode. Law 23, concentrate your forces, have an aim, have a target, Again, don't be just willy nilly doing things. Powerful people, they know exactly what they're doing at a particular time, at a particular place for a particular reason. Concentrate your forces, know exactly what you're doing and why you are doing it. Law 24, play the perfect courtier, right? Courtier is a royal term for supporter. Okay. Play it to the T. Okay. You get a lot more by being someone's cheerleader than you do by being their coach. I promise you, promise you, you do. When you support someone, you have all the power because what happens, especially as humans, it's very rare that people support us. Okay. So even when it happens, we don't know when it's genuine or not. We don't know because we've never really seen it. So someone that is doing it in an ungenuine way, right? They're doing it as a way of, okay, I'm going to support you because then every time I show up for you, every time I listen to you, every time I do something nice for you, you're going to expect that. Then you're going to wait on that. And then you're going to seek that. And then guess what? I'm now the person in power because now you're following behind what I do. You're waiting on me. So just think about that just for one second. Hi, guys. So if you did not know, I am an entrepreneur myself, and I have a business called Grandeur Rose. Grandeur Rose is a male luxury accessory company. We specialize in ties, money clips, wallets, sunglasses, any high-end luxury accessory that completes the male look, okay? I am offering a 50% off coupon. Yes, a 50% off coupon for all products on grandeurrose.com, okay? Just use the code SVP, S for sentimental, V for value, P for podcast. Add that code into your cart during checkout and get 50% off of every item in the cart. Be sure to add more than one item. Thank you in advance. Law 25, recreate yourself. Powerful people reinvent themselves. They rarely ever stay the same. The only thing that is consistent is the authority and control and influence that they have over their audience. But they have that by doing a lot of the various laws that I already previously mentioned, such as keeping them on their toes, attracting them. But reinventing yourself is a way to stay very powerful. You have the right to change. You have the control and the authority to become who you want to be, become someone that you just want to see what it feels like to be this particular way. Try things new and also to recreate yourself is to forever be a creative. The one thing that is constant is 
change. Okay. Change is the only thing that is constant. Now, when we change, we have the option to grow, but that is not always guaranteed. So again, law 25, recreate yourself. Law 26, keep your hands clean. Get someone else to do the dirty work, okay? Powerful people rarely roll around in the mud with people, okay? But they are the powerful people that either put people in the mud or keep people in the mud. Law 27, play on people's need to believe to create a cult-like following. Powerful people, even some of the most powerful people that we despise, Trump, um, or even if you want to go even a little bit further, Adolf Hitler. The one thing you cannot deny, even if you don't agree with their thought processes and their beliefs and their actions, the one thing that they believe, the one thing that they did is they made people believe in something, whether it was right, whether it was real, that's neither here nor there. They were able to create a cult like following where it made no sense of why these people were fan supporters and followers of this person, but they gave them something to believe in. Powerful people who are also positive are people that give someone a chance to believe in something, believe in yourself, believe in others, believe in the universe and a higher power. That is how you get the power and you keep the power. Law 27, interaction with boldness. Timidness wins nothing. No one likes someone that's scary, bold people, people that show up, people that show out, people that step into the room, command people that speaks, people who stand up. Those are people that are action-based. Those are people that are powerful. Law 29, plan all the way to the end. Again, going back to the law that says, completely destroy your enemy, annihilate them, finish them, plan it all the way through. It doesn't have to be a negated situation that's war or violence or a battle or a match. No, it could just be plan it all the way to the end. Seek it all the way to the end. Go all the way to the finish line and through the finish line. Have a plan for your plan, okay? Have various steps. Whether whether you plan for something in 10 steps and it happens in six, still have all 10 steps. Law 20, no, law 30, make your accomplishments seem effortless. I like to do this on a personal thing. You know, when I show up and someone says, oh, my God, you look nice. You know, <laughs> playing humble can get you very far as well. Oh, this whole thing. Oh, I, I did. I barely put any effort into my look. People love that. People eat that up. OK, whether they believe it or not, because a powerful person They have a lot of accomplishments. They have a lot of accolades, but it seems so effortless. And that is what gives people like that admiration for them, because it's not only that you did that, but you did it gracefully. You did it, you know, extensively. You did it completely. Law 31, control the options, get others to play the cards that you deal. To be powerful is to get other people to do what you want them to do, okay? And then getting people to not only do what you want them to do, but make them believe that the reason why they're doing it is for themselves, okay? You dealt them the cards, okay? They may or may not know how to play them, but you're going to tell them how to play them and not for their benefit, but for yours. Law 32, Play to people's fantasies. I believe the number one reason why we love social media is 
is because it allows us to create our own realities, right? But we know the realities are not really realities. They're fantasies. So we look at someone's life on Instagram and even though they try to make it seem like it's their reality, we may even know it's not reality, but we like the fantasy. We like how it looks. We like how it sounds. We like how it makes us feel. Powerful people are going to create those fantasies. Think of Walt Disney. We know everything about Disney makes no sense, okay? Why is a little teacup singing and dancing with a woman who's trapped in a house with a beast? Like, like it makes absolutely no sense. Why is a little girl that's basically a slave for her wicked stepsisters and stepmom singing and dancing with birds? It makes no sense, but we like the fantasy and that's the power and the control that Walt Disney was able to do with the mind. And it started with us being children falling in love with Disney and imagination that cultivates us to now be adults that will go to Disneyland and Disney world without children. Um, law 33, discover each man's thumbscrew. Everyone has a weakness. Find it find it and you know we live in a world right now you don't even have to truly find it people will give it to you I hate to say it you might have given someone your thumb screw and you're sitting here now trying to figure out when did this person get all this control and all this power because you gave it to them and you gave it to them in a way that was so subconscious on your behalf but they consciously sought that out or they knew that they really didn't have to seek it because you just wear your heart on your sleeve and you're going to reveal too much too soon law 34 be royal in your own fashion act like a king to be treated like one what i loved about the event going back to the event that i went to last night at the harold washington cultural center that was called rebuilding chicago every black man on that stage looked like royalty from what they, I'm, I'm talking about suits, blazers, trench coats, leather jackets, nice shoes. Everyone looked polished. When you show up and you look good, you feel good. People like people that look polished. You show up looking like a king or a queen. That is exactly how people will treat you. Even if you aren't truly royalty. Think about that. Um, Law 35, master the art of timing. Everything is timing. Everything, everything, music, comedy, everything has a pulse. Everything has a beat. Everything is on a particular frequency. When you master timing, when you truly even to be all powerful with timing is to surrender to it. To be all powerful with timing is to surrender to it. Okay. We have our time and then you have the universe time, you have God's time. When you master that and understanding, well, I can't control the clock, right? But I can control how I use the clock. That is what powerful people do. The famous saying, everyone has the same 24 hours, right? It's just that Jay-Z and Beyonce mastered their 24 hours. Jeff Bezos, Mark Zuckerberg, they mastered their 24 hours hours and that is how they became powerful law 36 disdain things you cannot have you can't have it let it go ignore it ignore them that's the best revenge if you cannot have someone if you are in love with someone you're in like you're in lust and you're i want to have this person one again attract it don't seek it 
let it go. If it comes back, that's how you know, right? But powerful people are just going to let go of the things that they can't have. They're going to ignore them. That's going to be the best revenge. And then that's when the person who was waiting for you to go after them, when you don't do that, then you reverse the roles. And now they are the person that has to surrender to your power. Law 37, create compelling spectacles. Sounds dramatic, but people love drama, okay? That's why we watch it on television and online because in real life, life is a movie. It has drama. Those compelling spectacles and outbursts and all that, it makes life interesting. And the person that is able to create and control those has the power. Law 38, think as you like, but behave as others. Mirror people, okay? If someone is talking to you and they're talking about something, they say, oh, yeah, because I feel like this. Okay, okay. Don't just jump to oppose them or to prove them wrong or to state your position because then you surrender your power. How you keep your power is still have your own thought process, but behave like them because then that makes them feel comfortable and then that leaves them open for you to get the power and to attack um law 39 stir up the waters to catch the fish going back to compelling spectacles and when you want to catch a fish you're gonna have to stir up the water i'm gonna give you a personal story of mine when i noticed that the truth didn't get me too far i started to switch it up i love a good lie don't you don't you tell my producer i love a good lie it, it, it makes life interesting because if you ever want to know who's the person telling your business Tell them something that's not true. Tell them something that's so off the wall and watch it come back. It's going to come back, but watch how it comes back. Stir that water up, catch the fish. Law 40, despise the free lunch. Don't take everything that someone gives you. Just because it's free doesn't make it good. Powerful people, again, say no. Powerful people are going to reject something sometimes. They're going to refuse something, okay? It keeps your value up. Law 41, avoid stepping into a great man's shoes. Stop following behind people. Even if they have paved the road, what they say, the road less travel is worth the journey. A powerful person isn't going to just step into or behind another powerful person that doesn't make you powerful you don't just assume the power because they gave it to you again you have to take it law 42 strike the shepherd and the sheep will scatter okay a powerful person isn't going to attack with quantity they're going to uh, they're going to attack the quality they're going to attack the person that's in another position of power so then they can assume control over the people that that person has power over or the things that that person has power over don't attack the sheep a powerful person isn't going to go after someone that's not on their level because then you're not going to get things on either the level you're on or the level that you aspire to be on law 43 Work on the hearts and the minds of others. Now, this is one that I like to use in a good way. I believe in the heart, the mind, the body, and the spirit. Sentimental value, right? I can get on here. We could talk about money, monetary value. We can do all that other stuff. No, it's the emotional. It's the spiritual. It's me connecting to your mind and your heart that makes me powerful but then what I choose to do personally with my power is to not just hold it withhold it from you it's for me to give it back to you 
right? So I use my mind, right? And my body and my spirit and my soul to reveal yours. That's why I always say this podcast is going to reveal more of me to you, but also more of you to you. Law 44, that's a tongue tie. Law 44, disarm with the mirror effect. Going back to telling people what they really want to hear, but still thinking your own thoughts, how you disarm someone is just to mirror them. Because once someone sees a little bit of themselves and you right, wrong, or different, then they get real comfortable. And then again, that leaves them open for the attack. Let's flip the head. You might not be the person who wants to attack, but maybe you're the person that's under attack. That's because someone disarmed you by mirroring you. That person doesn't like the things that you like. They don't think the way that you think. They really don't even behave the way that you see them behaving. See, you see them behaving in the manner that they want you to see them behaving in. And they're behaving in that manner because they know that you see them. You know, and they want you to see yourself when you see them. So then when they do something that you don't understand, that you don't like, you go back to, well, that person, oh, when it, no, when really what you saw that you didn't like or you didn't understand is really who they are. Law 45, preach the need for change, but never reform too much at once. Again, you don't have to take everything. I only like the first part of this. Preach the need to change. We have to change. That's the way to get powerful and stay powerful. Change is the only thing that's constant. We have to change. We have to grow. However, when they say never reform too much at once, I do believe sometimes people don't change because to change is too sudden for people. It's too sudden. It happens too fast. People don't like it. Um, So to get power and to manipulate someone, they're going to tell you, yeah, I'm going to change. You're going to change. This is going to change, but nothing is really going to change. Nothing is ever really going to reform too much at once. Law 46, never appear too perfect. Okay. Perfection, to be a perfectionist, it's not cute. No one likes that. It's not relatable. Okay. So to be powerful is to show your imperfections, right? Now, strategically, you're going to choose which, you know, imperfection you're going to show because you don't want to lose all of your power. But when people can see that you aren't perfect, when people can see that you have issues and obstacles like everyone else, it makes you relatable. And then they give you the power. Law 47, do not go past the mark you aimed for. In victory, learn when to stop. This is something that I had to learn. Chill out, calm down, it's done, it's finished, let it go. Like when you try to go too much and you push yourself too far, you actually do yourself more harm than good. In victory, learn when to stop. When, it, when it's good, it's done, I've won, it's over, let it go. Don't don't do too much. OK. And finally, we are at the end. Law 48 is to assume formlessness, formlessness, assume formlessness. Formlessness simply means to be outside of the structure. Right. So even in watching various interviews with Robert Greene, he says that that is his favorite law out of the whole book, because then it goes against all of the laws in this book. Right. Which is to say, yeah, law one through 47, you should do this. But really, law 48 says you could do whatever you want to do. Right. And with that being said, you have made it through 48 laws of power. Let's clap it up, everyone. <laughs> so, again, I know that everything does not work for everyone. But again, if you reading this, um, you actually listening to this, you watching this. 
If something stuck out to you, and again, not just the things that you liked and you agreed with, but the things that maybe struck a nerve, you know, pay attention to your body. When you tense up about something, when you have a knee-jerk reaction, that's a sign and a symbol of a trigger and a trauma. That's something that is deeply rooted. That is what this podcast is all about, okay? Now, ending out the episode, what has sentimental value to me right now is my power. Again, going back to that event, I had a pleasure to meet 19 Keys, and I asked him what was his... um sentimental value like what to him has sentimental value right now and he said his crown right and most people when they think of a crown they think of a physical object that sits on your head but if you know chakras you have a crown chakra right literally you have a crown chakra and even to get really personal when he said it I was like wow you know I've changed my hair I have locks and I just always feel like you know as as a culture with black people you know black hair is a big thing to black women but it's something about when you have locks you know it's really tied into our culture and our spirituality that just has a different thing and even with how I wear my hair I'm more conscious because it is my crown it is it is truly my crown. So what has sentimental value to me right now is my power and how I choose to not only use my power, but display my power, whether that's in how I wear my hair, what I, what I wear, I've really made the intention to wear bright colors, right? This is a podcast. It's a talk show, you know, it's on TV, it's on your phones. So I want to jump out. But when I wear black, I feel good. I feel powerful in black. I really do. I'm trying to give a little shoulder action like I told my producer, but I I love when I wear black because that's how I want to show up because people think black just fades to the back, but really it stands out again my power in my voice and what I'm doing and me not thinking too much intuitive what book am I going to cover and what I'm going to do no I'm going to do what everyone else is doing which is it talking about 48 laws of power no it's actually helping people reclaim their power get control of their power and understand the power that other people press upon them so again if you are listening to this if you are watching this i thank you so much for tuning in to sentimental value podcast with me sincerely sadrina if you don't already please subscribe to the youtube channel on sincerely sadrina podcast on Instagram, please be sure to follow us. If you are someone who wants to be a guest on Sentimental Value Podcast, please feel free to email or DM me. And again, thank you so much. Bye.